The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up, guys? What a Sunday. What a Sunday. After last week, I feel like we were kind of missing, you know, a high-scoring Sunday. I felt like there was a lot of action. This week, what's going on, everybody? This is Faraz Siddiqui. Welcome back to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. We're gonna go over everything that happened on Sunday. Okay, all the stuff you need to know for you know going into Week Six. Everything you need to know in terms of you know what injuries happen, who we might have to pay more attention to, what splits got closer, who is a better play moving forward, who do we have to kind of just temper expectations on and pump the brakes on moving forward. We're gonna talk about all that in this episode. Okay. Uh, first of all, let's start with the Jaguars and the Bills early on. Huge day for Travis Etienne. 30 touches for 184 yards and two touchdowns. Huge fantasy performance. Uh, he was our RB5 going into the week. Uh, continue to start him as a solid RB1 moving forward. He had 90% of the carries, uh, running back carries in this game. Uh, it, it does not get better than that. Okay. Calvin really is alive as well. Seven for 122 on eight targets. All three of the Jaguars' top receivers, Ridley, Kirk, and Engram, they each saw eight targets in this game. Uh, Zay Jones ended up coming back in this game. He caught a touchdown, uh, but then he had to leave the game again with a knee injury. And it was a knee injury that caused him to miss these previous games that he just uh, he was he, he wasn't able to play. Uh, but Ridley is back, and while we might not be able to call him, you know, a fantasy wide receiver one. 
he is a wide receiver too right now with wide receiver one upside any given week. You know, we have a sample size of five games now. He had two really good weeks. Um, you know, I will say that he did miss a couple of very, very close touchdowns uh, in between his very, very good weeks. So we could have, you know, easily seen several good weeks from Calvin Ridley. However, one thing that is undeniable is the fact that he did not have a high target share, sub 20%, uh, you know, between, between week one and week five. Okay, so, you know, it, it could be a little volatile with Calvin Ridley, but we embrace it. We just play him every single week, and, you know, we hope for the best. Now, this was a game to forget for James Cook. Okay, five carries for negative four yards. Not great. The fact that Latavius Murray and Damian Harris continue to be involved, they also combined for five carries in this game, so that's not what you want. Um, I, you know, I was lower than the other guys, you know, here, you know, making these rankings. I had Cook as my RB20 coming into the week, and I think this is what he's going to be. Early on in the year, it looked like he was going to be a high-end RB2 potentially. Uh, but, you know, I had him as, you know, as that high-end RB2 earlier in the year. Now I think he's more of a mid- to low-end RB2 because of this split. But in the receiving end, both Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis went over 100 yards. By the way, Gabe Davis, now two top 20 finishes coming into this week. He could have a top 12 finish this week, potentially, depending on what happens uh, tonight and on Monday night. Uh, but he's someone that's turning into someone you're starting more often than not. Okay, And he's turning into someone that, who's a little bit more reliable. He caught touchdown in four straight weeks now. Desmond Ritter ends up having a pretty good game. Uh, this week, Kyle Pitts ends up leading the Falcons in receiving finally seven for 87 on 11 targets that accounted for 30 percent target share. Drake London, six for 78 on nine targets. What's going on? We'll take it. This is what we want to see. Now, will it continue? Right. That's the question. Who knows? Uh, but this is good to see. It is somewhat encouraging. I want to see this happen again, though. OK, before I trust it, especially because Pitts only ran a route on 64 percent of dropbacks. Really don't understand that. Okay, that needs to be up, you know, higher than eighty percent at least. Okay, uh, and then we need, we're going to need to see that come up if we want this production to be sustainable. Tank Dell suffered a concussion in this game, so monitor that for this week. Um, he might not be available for you, so just have another option in case you were, you know, for some reason depending on Tank Dell. Um, I'm not too worried about Nico Collins' bad game. You know, we knew that this was a, a tough matchup going in. I'm going to continue to start him as a wide receiver too next week against the Saints. We talked about Adam Thielen having a great matchup out of the slot against the Lions, and he came through big time. 11 catches on 13 targets for 107 yards and a touchdown. Continue to start him next week against the Dolphins. Uh, negative game script incoming, right, for Carolina. So Thielen will probably have a lot of targets going his way once again. Jameson Williams made his season debut. Uh, he ran around on 50% of dropbacks, which isn't bad for a start, right? Like we want to, we want him to be up near that 80% mark before we can start him. And I think he can get there in a week or two. Um, I likely still won't be trusting him next week until I see that. Um, also, we'll see what his role looks like when Amon rides back. It was quite the rotation for the Lions this week. Uh, and like we said, coming into the week, Josh Reynolds was the preferred start over him, and he came through. Solid flex play. Uh, four for 77, four for 76 and a touchdown. Guys, if you could just take a second uh, out of while you're listening to this and click the subscribe button or the add button or the follow button, whatever you got to do to follow this podcast on your podcast app, uh, on the Apple, on the Apple podcast app, on the Spotify app, whatever it is, we we appreciate it so much. 
um, it, it helps us out a ton. All right. Um, one of the biggest surprises of the day, Zach Moss literally has no change in his role, right? He started the game. He played on 80% of snaps. He saw 23 carries, which made up 79% of the running back carries, okay? And went on to have a stupid good fantasy day. 195 total yards, two touchdowns, all right? First of all, you know, okay, JT, you know, needs to get ramped up, right? You you don't want to give him his full workload. But the fact that Moss did this against the Titans, who were allowing 3.1 yards per carry to running backs coming in, one of the best rushing defenses in the in the NFL. Okay, this was such a head-scratching outcome, right? The Colts just paid JT too, so there is no chance that Moss continues to be the guy, you know, despite him showing that they should simply not completely take him away, right? At some point right? It might not happen this week. You know, they just made JT the highest paid running back in football. You know, Jim Ursa is probably saying like after this game, he's probably like, yeah, see, this is why I didn't want to pay Jonathan Taylor because the running back position is replaceable, right? And, and I'm not saying that Moss is better than JT by any stretch, but you know, the point is that you can find guys to plug in if you need to, like, look at how Moss played in these first five games, right? With JT now playing. Like, are you telling me that the Colts missed Jonathan Taylor? Right? Like, you can't really say that, right? The Panthers paid Miles Sanders, Chuba Harper doing his thing too. Najee Harris, you know, early round pick. He's being outperformed by Jalen Warren. Every single week, Jalen Warren has outperformed Najee Harris in PPR so far. Uh, you know, but hey, like on a, on a long enough sample size, you know, JT is going to be the guy you want, obviously, over Zach Moss, right? Like, they play 100 games, you know, JT's going to have 75 good games. Moss is probably going to have like 40, right? That's kind of how I see it. But, you know, is, this is going to be interesting, right? Like, there's no way JT doesn't become the guy, right, in the next few weeks. Like, what do we see next week in week six? I have no fucking idea. But I do know that JT is not a safe start next week, right, unless we hear something that causes us to feel otherwise. I rank JT as an RB2 coming into week five. And I'm probably going to rank him uh, as like a, a maybe a, a low end RB two, Moss probably as an RB two as well. Both risky plays. Moss is also also risky because we don't know how much his playing we don't know how much his playing time is going to come down. If it does, who knows? Um, but at some point, the rug is going to get pulled from underneath Moss, and you know. But I'll say that his performance in week five definitely, you know, lengthened that leash, you know, assuming there is one. Anthony Richardson also hurt his shoulder in this game. He walked to the locker room very gingerly holding that shoulders, but the x-ray was negative, which is awesome news. It looks like an AC sprain as of now. So he'll get an MRI on Monday. This is the best case scenario based on what we saw in this game. So it could have been a dislocation. It could have been a labrum tear. And that would have required surgery potentially. So he could be out for a game or two. It's similar to what Derek Carr had to deal with. And we know that Carr wasn't right, uh, especially in week four. Uh, in the meantime, Gardner Minshew would be the guy. Michael Pittman, he would get a downgrade, you know, until until uh, Anthony Richardson is back. Um, Josh Downs had a really good game. Keep in mind that this was a good matchup. So we'll need to see more. But Downs had a couple good games so far. You know, he's a very promising rookie. He was one of my favorite prospects um, in this draft class. So he could emerge here at some point as a legit number two option behind Pittman. And he should be rostered if he's not in your league. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tajay Spears has three top 30 running back finishes at this point um, out of five weeks, which is, you know, that makes him, you know, impossible to throw him in your flex in PPR uh, if you need that. Okay, so he is a good option. He should be rostered in all leagues. He should not be sitting on the waiver wire because if Derrick Henry were to get hurt, Spears has an RB1 upside. Devon Achan can't stop. Another 151 yards rushing on only 11 carries. Raheem Moster had a good game too, 10 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown at 6.5 yards a carry. That's awesome, but it's nothing compared to what Devon Achan's doing, right? He's just on a different level. Um, he now has a 100-yard rushing game, a 150-yard rushing game, and a 200-yard rushing game over his basically, his basically his first three weeks in the league, right? He's second in the NFL in rushing yards at this point. Uh, he's an RB1 play at this point, you know, not on volume, but on efficiency on skill, and he gets Carolina in week six. He's going to go apeshit, okay? If you think that this is not sustainable, you're right. But if you want to sell because of that, like you want to sell high on this, yeah, I'm not going to do that, okay? This dude is special. I'm holding tight. You know, even if this efficiency is unsustainable, I don't care. You know, that, that, that efficiency is going to go down. But the volume, you know, I can see that going up a little bit. You know, if he continues to do his thing, because why wouldn't you want him to get more touches, right? I don't see ever see him becoming a bell cow or anything like that, but I can see him getting, you know, 15 to 18 touches a game. I can see that, and that would be amazing. And then Tyreek Hill as well, what's new? He went off eight catches for 181 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was a little hobbled in this game here and there, so just keep monitoring that this week. Jalen Waddell also caught his first touchdown this week. That's good to see. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Darren Waller finally did what he was drafted to do. Eight catches for 86 yards on 11 targets, 31, 34% target share. This is exactly what we wanted to see. Very encouraging sign moving forward. By the way, Daniel Jones has a neck injury. Okay, something that he suffered with a couple years ago. Uh, not sure if he's going to miss time, but it's not an encouraging injury. Uh, for what it's worth, Tyrod Taylor you know, replace them. Uh, he did target Waller a ton as well. He saw 33% of, of Tyrod's targets in this game. By the way, if you were playing Matt Breida, you probably quickly realized that Eric Gray, rookie Eric Gray, was the top back for the Giants in this game. So you can go ahead and drop Breida at this point. Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott split touches down the middle, split snaps down the middle. There are multiple things at play here. Okay, Ramondre was banged up. Coming into this game, didn't get a didn't get a full practice in this week. But even before this game, things were not good for Ramondre. So what's going on? 
right? First of all, this offense stinks. Second, he's not getting targeted anywhere near the rate he was being targeted last year, right? Despite this offense not having any other real weapons in the past game, usually what happens is when there isn't like this clear alpha or, you know, there, there aren't a lot of weapons on a team, usually the running back uh, gets a bump in the receiving game. And that's what we saw last year. And the fact that he saw such a high target share, you're like, okay, this could happen again. Last year, 17% target share, 25% targets per route run. This year, coming into this game, according to FantasyLife.com, 10% target share, 15% targets per route run. Okay, so that reduces his floor very significantly. Forget the goal line roll. Forget the goal line roll. We were all afraid of Zeke taking. These guys had one total goal line attempt, you know, combined. Okay, like these are attempts inside the five yard line, and that went to Ramondre. Okay, so if this offense is if this offense turns around, we will see more success. But until then, you know, with Zeke taking away thirty one percent of the rushing attempts, right in this past game it was fifty percent. Okay, but also taking away some passing snaps, some two minute snaps. Things aren't ideal for Ramondre right now. So he's a low-end RB2 at best at the moment. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you place certain bets, and it gets confusing. But not anymore, not with Better Vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place, and not only that, the best part is Better Vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right. So if you like a play, normally you will look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds. Uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side -side comparison all on one screen within one app? And then you just click on the bet that you want to make within Better Vision and you're good to go. Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the App Store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O. So B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the App Store today. Dallas Goddard finally showed up. Okay, this was a tough matchup for wide receivers. Devontae Smith definitely felt that with his one catch for six yards. Okay, but A.J. Brown didn't have a problem, okay, uh, at all. Three straight great games for him. Three straight not-so-great games for Devontae. Right. So I think this is going to flip flop back and forth. But Devontae Smith is a great buy low right now. Goddard went eight for 117 in the touchdown. So glad he's back. Glad the team made sure to get him involved. Cooper Cup returned and what he did and what Puka did literally is what we expected. Right. Cup did his best cup impression. Eight for 118 on 12 targets. Puka went seven for 71 and a touchdown on 11 targets. Extremely tight. Target distribution, exactly how we like it. We like it tight. 62% of targets went towards Cup or Puka is what you want to see. So I'm expecting something similar all year long. Brees Hall, man, told you guys this was the week he was unleashed. We said that he was going to be in our lineups no matter what, and I hope he was in your lineup this week. 22 carries for 177 yards and a touchdown. Probably the best game of his career in terms of rushing. He's now an RB1 moving forward, you know, given the fact that he got 70% of the running back opportunities this week. Last week was near 50-50 in terms of the run game. It's getting a lot better. Robert Sala kept his word on this one, and it ended up working out. Okay, so Brees Hall, RB1 play moving forward. Garrett Wilson did not come through the way I thought he could. Only three catches for 54 yards. 
Uh, Zach Wilson was fine in this game, but it wasn't as good as the week before. Okay, it is better overall, though. Jaleel, McLaugh- Jaleel McLaughlin. Jaleel McLaughlin. There you go. Third time's a charm. He looks really good. He has that juice that I keep talking about. You guys probably saw it in this game. And even with Javante healthy, you know, c- coming up, I can see Jaleel being fantasy relevant. So, you know, he's performed pretty well on limited touches so far this year. Sean Payton has given him given him an opportunity early, and I think he should be rostered regardless of Javante most likely coming back next week. He did get that full practice in on Friday, so there's a good chance that Javante is back in week six. I think Joe Burrow is back, guys. 317 passing yards. Jamar Chase, 192 yards and three touchdowns on 15 catches. I think he's back too, okay? Needless to say. We, we, we need this Bengals team to be good, okay? Let's hope this is the beginning of the Bengals offense that we know. Uh, I know a lot of people bench Burrow this week, but I get it. It makes sense given what we saw. It was too risky. You know, I think he can be back next week. I think it's still risky, but probably less risky at this point. James Conner hurt his knee. Uh, Amiri DiMercato ended up getting the work behind him, and he looked pretty good doing it. Uh, remember, we talked about this offensive line and then being at the top of the league in yards before contact for James Conner. Keontae Ingram was the RB2, but he's dealing with a neck injury. We'll probably get more info on that, hopefully this week, to see if it's going to be him or DiMercato moving forward, That you know who, who we're going to have to pick up here based on Conner's injury. But we'll find out more about that on Monday. Hopefully he'll get an MRI then and we'll find out what the situation is. Um, Rondell Moore will also get a boost as well because he'll get more carries out of the backfield in addition to a, a pretty increased role in the receiving game as well. Justin Jefferson has a hamstring injury, unfortunately. My guess is that he'll miss uh, a little bit of time, but hopefully not too long. Hopefully we'll get more on that this week. Hopefully it's just a week, you know, if that. Travis Kelsey seems to have an ankle sprain. There were reports about it potentially being a high ankle sprain, but it doesn't seem to be the case. He probably wouldn't have been able to return. So I'm sure we'll find out more this week. Guys, we're gonna be we're gonna have our waivers up on our website probably by the time you hear this uh, on, on you know wherever you are uh, listening to in the morning or listening to the gym or in the car, walking your dog, whatever you're doing. Upperhandfantasy.com will have our waivers. Um, my list, Tyler's list, our consensus list, and also eventually tomorrow I'll have up an article with uh, fab recommendations as well. So make sure to go check out the website. Um, and I think that's going to really do it for this episode, guys. Um, that's all I had. I really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast, supporting us over on Instagram at Upper Hand Fantasy, subscribing to the podcast wherever you listen. I appreciate you guys so much. We'll be back tomorrow with our waiver wire episode. And you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center 
prankers and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.